listening to Typing with Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Tied to Nature's Yellowstone. This is your host, Adam. I'm sharing an update today. This is going to be my first update on the podcast. And to give you an idea of what I'm updating, what's, what's the purpose of this? Well, I'm just trying to give you an idea of what happened during the month. So, for example, this month, for the month of April, talk about the road opening. Yellowstone's becoming more accessible. You know, seeing bears, uh, the bison, so, you know, updates on the wildlife. Talk a little bit about Steamboat Geyser and the eruptions that it had, and just what's going on um, from the, the geological side to the wildlife to things of interest that have happened in Yellowstone to kind of give you a recap for the month. Let's, let's start with that. Start with the wildlife. Well, first, let me, let me back up a little bit and tell you, you know, with, with April, it's kind of a transition month. So you do have the northern road that's open year-round from Gardner to uh, Cook City, Montana. Then on April 16th this year, the roads from West Yellowstone to Madison Junction, from Madison Junction down to Old Faithful, and then from Madison Junction up to Norris, over to Canyon, and from Norris up to Mammoth, have all opened up. So the park is becoming more accessible. And on April 16th, I did go in. I spent the day in the park. It was a beautiful day. And I started off looking for wildlife, but I said, you know what? First day in, I don't want to just run around everywhere. Wanted to relax and enjoy myself, so I headed towards Old Faithful. Uh, luckily, on the way to Old Faithful, I was able to see Fountain Geyser erupt, and then once at Old Faithful, as I was waiting, had Beehive uh, Geyser erupt, and then Old Faithful erupt, which both of those geysers you can actually see from the, the same area. Beehive Geyser, it's one of my favorite geysers. I don't think it's currently predictable, but it'll go something like 200 feet in the air and last up to 20 minutes. So pretty incredible geyser. And then, of course, Old Faithful, you know, it goes about every about every 90 minutes. I think it's like 94 minutes right now that they, they predicted at. And it'll last three to five minutes. And it's, it's an incredible, incredible to see. Just for me, you know, I've seen it hundreds of times. And I went there just because it's relaxing, not a lot of people. And it was just something to see just for fun by myself, I guess. April 16th, roads open. People sort of come in. It's not too busy yet. Uh, it's definitely slow this time of year. Weather's unpredictable from snow to rain to nice days. I think this this Friday we're supposed to be up into the 70 degrees, but it's the weather will be all over the place still for the next month or so. Uh, let's let's start with wildlife. Update on wildlife. I, I just went in yesterday, which was uh, April 27th, and I saw my first koi. Uh, koi, you're like, yeah, you saw fish. No, so koi is going to mean cub of the year. So if you hear, hear that to- term, C-O-Y, koi, is referring to cub of the year, just meaning a bear that's a bear cub that was born during hibernation. And this is the first one that I've heard about. You know, I can't say for sure, but it seems a little on the early side. And it was a black bear cub. So Black bear with a single cub was hanging out, and I spent about an hour watching it, which was nice. And that's the first one I've heard of between Grand Teton and Yellowstone. Uh, first 
new bear being out. There are other bears out. It sounds like in general, talking to somebody yesterday, a friend of mine by the name of Bill, he, he, that's kind of what he does is he watches and he looks for bears. And so he said that compared to last year, or, well, last several years, they're just, he has not spotted as many bears as he usually does by this time. Kind of what I've seen and heard from people and being out, it seems like there's just, there's not as many out and as active yet, or at least not as visible yet. So it's hard to say what exactly that is. If, if anything, it just doesn't seem like there's as, as many bears right now out as, as years past during this time. Um, but there are there are other bears with cubs out, but usually those are year-old, two-year-old cubs. Going on to the wolves, the wolves have denned um, in the, the Slough Creek area again this year. You know, just following along, and I, you know, I've seen them a couple times myself, but it sounds like there's some interesting things going on at the den. Maybe the the alpha female has has lost her pups, but there's a a couple dens. So, and it's one of those things that some of it's speculation, just kind of guessing, you know, people watching the behavior of the wolves, what's going on, that kind of tells a story, you know, until pups actually come out of the den and, you know, you're, you actually have a, a line of, or able to see that. Hard to say what's going on. So, you know, sometimes it's a guess of what's happening. I know that uh, I was, again, talking to Bill yesterday. Uh, he he mentioned that the wolves in that northern range were really good. I think it was in April. He saw the Wapiti Lake pack up there. He saw the junction pack. He saw the eight miles. He saw a couple groups from these different packs that have split up. He saw some of the mollies. A lot of those wolves have been on the northern range. This time of year, they've probably um, moved back down into the areas where they have their territories, where they're going to den at, as it is is that time time of year. Talking about denning, uh, there was coyotes have denned up as well. Um, it's an, you know, I guess it's one of those brutal things that happens with life. Um, but there was uh, some wolves that got into a coyote den, and uh, those coyotes lost their puppies. Wolves and coyotes, um, they don't get along well. Wolves, very territorial. They don't like coyotes. Uh, also, I saw some pictures. I didn't get to see this myself, but some. Uh, Badger pups, so baby badgers, and it looked like mom was moving them from one den to maybe another one. I didn't get the whole story behind it, but so badgers have been born. Uh, and you know, as far as other babies this time of year, it's a little early. You know, things that are in dens uh, or animals that have dens. You know, if you think of of wolves, of bears, the coyotes, foxes, badgers, they probably all have. Uh, at least in portions of Yellowstone, it kind of changes from you know north to south a little bit when things are going to den up. But in general, those animals have had dens. You know, when you have an animal inside of a den, they're going to be there for a month, two months, and so they're protected, so they can be born earlier. Whereas other animals like the bison, the elk, the sheep, the goats out here, they don't have that opportunity, or they are not in a den. So when they're born, they are exposed to the world and so it takes them you know a little later in the year when they start coming so we've seen a lot of red dogs the red dogs are baby bison every day that except for the first every day that i've been in the park in april which isn't many days i think it's 
you know, four or five days, I've seen the red dogs, the baby bison, and they usually start coming this time of of year in in the spring, in April, mid-April, and then we see a lot more into May. Uh, just an example on my uh, trip in just by myself yesterday, I probably saw five or six red dogs, so baby bison. Now, with, with baby bison, or bison calves, I should say, a proper name for them, is they're up and moving with the their the herd or their at least their their mom within about two hours so they're pretty active and they're going you know we don't see the elk calves and deer you know things in the deer family until a little later um they're going to be left for about a week mom comes and goes to feed them so they're not as active right off so bison calves come early anyway so uh not to get into too many details the bison calves are here and they're starting to Almost dot the landscape pretty soon in May. They will be dotting the landscape. You know, other wildlife, uh, elk have really not moved back in. You know, they're around mammoth. I've seen them um, up high in a couple places in that northern range. I have not heard or seen any elk on the south side of the park or around where I'm at in Island Park. You'll start to see them in this area about the same time that they start showing up on the interior of Yellowstone. So that has not happened yet. Uh, a lot of bighorn sheep were down low along the road on the northern range yesterday. That's something that we typically won't see in the southern part of Yellowstone. But as far as wildlife, those are kind of the ones that I can think of right now that are, you know, the updates. On the thermal side of things, I, I want to mention Steamboat Geyser, which Steamboat Geyser is the largest geyser in the world. Uh, and it has started, well, been erupting, oh, what was it, uh, March 15th. 2018 that it went off for the first time in like four or five years and that's typically what it would do is you know, every four or five years or so um, it would have these eruptions and since the, the March 15th eruption in 2018 uh, I don't remember the exact number I just looked it up but I think it was 100 and, or somewhere around 138 eruptions in that time span. Steamboat has erupted three times in April uh, so far and so far those those eruptions have been about eight to 11 days apart. And so we could actually, a couple of days left, we could get another eruption here in April. So three eruptions so far. And it was nice because I missed it, but I had some friends catch it on the day that uh, Yellowstone opened from the West entrance and opened more roads on April 16th. It, it did erupt. So some people got to see that and experience that. As far as other things going on, I haven't heard anything that, uh, in particular, as far as thermal activity or updates or, you know, I, I believe as we get into to May, the updates are going to be a little lengthier. I'm probably going to try to do a YouTube version of those as well. So for, for those that are interested in actually getting a visual and seeing some of the photos and things and, you know, videos of what has happened, um, I'm going to try to provide that in the future where the park has only been open for about 15, 15 days or so. Not, you know, this is going to be a shorter update. Now, maybe 15 minutes long today, so shorter episode of the podcast. But I do want to remind everybody that next week, the next release, uh, next episode to be released is going to be an interview. The interview is with Julianne Baker. We're going to be talking about hiking in Yellowstone. Uh, I'm looking forward to it and getting into the month of May. You're going to see a lot more consistency with the podcast as far as getting into that pattern of having the interviews, uh, talking about specific locations in the park you know, preparing you for your trips and gear tips and safety tips and things. And then also 
uh, doing those monthly updates. And so please tune in, please share, like, and let others know about this podcast. I was actually talking to somebody yesterday and, you know, people are talking, you know, sadly you hear this quite a bit in Yellowstone. Oh, you know, those, they don't know what they're doing and they're idiots. And no, I, I don't agree with that. Um, people don't know what they're doing because they don't know about Yellowstone. They don't know the animals are wild. They, they need to be educated. People need to learn. And so if you think this podcast would be good for somebody, uh, you know, the first time to Yellowstone, please share it. Please reach out to them. And my, my goal here is to educate so that when people come to Yellowstone for the first time, not only can they have a good experience, they can be safe, but they know what to expect while they're visiting. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Tied to Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Tied to Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.